Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Life with Chris and Tatum. Hey, guys. We are so glad that you're joining with us. We've got a really incredible topic to tackle today. It's a question that I get asked all the time. We're going to answer it. How do I get to know God? I think that's a question that's been asked through the ages, Mm -hmm. and we're going to actually answer that question today. So you're at the right spot. Get ready. And if you enjoy this message today... Why don't you share it with all of your friends out on social media and text help us your friends? Spread the word. Yeah, just like help us to, uh, yeah, let other people know about this groundbreaking, revolutionary. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, podcast. We we just have some fun uh, just talking about topics that we feel like you're intrigued by, questions that you have. Yeah, things that matter. And so today we're going to talk about. Uh, really getting to know God. And then at the very end, I'm going to share with you something that God spoke to me here this morning in my time with him that I think is going to be an encouragement to somebody today. And so stay tuned. That's at the end. Okay. But how do I get to know God? So if you're listening to this, chances are pretty strong that you are either a Christ follower or you are you have considered following Christ. And the question that people have asked me all the time, and I don't know if they've asked you this, Tatum, but yeah, like, how do you how do you get closer to God? How do I get to closer him? to God? How, how do I let God change my life? How do I become more like Jesus? How do I how do I do this thing? And that's a great question. And here's what I first of all I, I, I want you to know, and that's this spiritual growth never happens accidentally. It's true. Nothing, yeah. In fact, nothing ever really happens accidentally. I've never heard somebody say, well, I just stumbled into righteousness. <laughs> you know, I wasn't doing anything, and, and I just all of a sudden got closer to God. Or, <laughs> um, you know, I, I wasn't eating right, and I wasn't doing the things that it takes to stay healthy, and I just accidentally- All of a sudden, I woke up, and I I'm am fit. in great shape. <laughs> <laughs> That's my dream. <laughs> <laughs> Super eater. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Like it, this, it doesn't happen. Nothing ever happens accidentally. You don't just wake up one day and go, "Oh wow, you know, I, I just graduated from college. Wow, I didn't even try and I graduate." I, well, you, you have a great marriage. It doesn't just act. Nothing ever yeah. happens accidentally. In other words, you're going to have to take ownership of this. Yes, and you're going to have to take steps and be intentional. And that's what we want to talk about. How do so you do that? The truth is, if you're going to become closer to somebody, it only happens when you're intentional about getting closer to them. So I can give you all this stuff today, mm-hmm. but unless you are intentional and you apply this, it it's not going to happen because growth never happens accidentally. It takes intentionality. So let's talk about some simple and intentional ways to grow in your relationship with Jesus. Uh, so... We, we, we want to love like he loved. We want to live like he lived. We want to become like he is. And I think that's the goal of every believer. Yeah. And so let's talk about five ways 
that we can do that. Okay, here's the first one. Go ahead, hon. The first one is um, studying the Bible. Okay, now Sounds I know like some the, of you are like, all right, yeah, let's go to the next topic. Like the simplest, but um, probably one of the single most important things that you can ever do in your life, <laughs> talk about how to get to know God is like reading um, His Word. What What does He say? What does He think? How does He... How does he operate? What has he done in the past? How, like everything that you could want to know is so much reflected in what the Bible says about him. I've told people that when you can't hear God, read God. People yeah. have said, well, I've never heard you know, the voice of God. Yeah. <laughs> well, then read the You're, word of God yeah. out loud and you will hear the and audible hear. voice of God. It, this, is not a, this is not a quick little, you know, it's amazing to me how many people do not get into the Bible and read it. Yeah. Study. No idea what it says. It's one of the most important things you can do. And pastors like me are just, I mean, we constantly are encouraging. It will change your life because here's what the Bible does. It actually renews your mind. So, you know, culture and media and your friends are speaking into you and you start thinking like they do. All day long. You're hearing what the world we're seeing through social media. We're seeing all these other things. And it's usually total opposite of what God's word says, honestly. It's, you know, because it takes no faith to for the world to say, this situation is going to turn out like this, or this is what happens in your marriage if this, you know, like any scenario that plays out in um, the world, in media, with people and friendships who don't know the Lord is usually the total opposite of what God has to say. Change your thoughts and you'll change your world. And where do you need to get new thoughts from? Yeah. God's word. God's word. So yeah. we've been conditioned to think like the world thinks. But crazy enough, Paul the Apostle comes alongside in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Why don't you read this, honey? Here's what he said. He said, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. How? By, how? How? How do you get transformed? changing the way you think. So God transforms us yeah. by changing the way we think, and also He makes it very clear: stop copying the world's systems, patterns, and behaviors. Well, how do we stop doing that? Well, we got to let God transform us. How does He transform us? By changing the way we 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 think. So whenever we read Scripture, we're learning the thoughts of God, and you actually begin to learn God's heart. Yeah. We, we learn the standards of God, and the, and the Holy Spirit now begins to empower you and I to put those thoughts into action, and now we start operating, acting yep. like Jesus. More like Him. Because your natural tendency is to think opposite of God. That's what your flesh man does. All of us, yeah. Me, Tatum, all yeah. of us. So if you haven't done this, <clears throat> do it right now. Like, stop what you're doing and download the YouVersion Bible app. It's free. Yeah, it's great. It's it's one of the most downloaded apps on all the app stores. Yeah, and it has every, like, tons of translations that will help say Scripture in a way that can be more meaningful to you when you can read it in different translations. It, but this is really incredible about this this app. And I'm, I'm just being, uh, this is a practical tool for everybody. But this this app has been designed to help people to get to know God through His Word. So you can open it up, and you can click on plans there, and there are literally thousands of Bible reading plans 
that will help you grow spiritually in any area of your life. I mean, you name it, they have it. You want to plan on how to have a better marriage? There's a reading plan through the Bible to help you have a better marriage. Yep, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. If you're struggling in your finances, there's a plan for that. If it's your health, there's a plan for that. Uh, Plans to help you overcome addictions, plans to help you to become a better leader, you, you ne- plan, if you want to be a better parent, if you're dealing with anxiety, if you're dealing with... Uh, yeah, whatever it is, honestly, grief, God's word is going to... There is Bible, but there are thousands and thousands. So there's a little search bar on there, and it, you can type in any topic, and they mm-hmm. will show you Bible reading plans mm-hmm. that, that have commentary to it that are just... Excellent. Incredible. Yeah, it's true. So like read read the Bible. Every, I mean every day. I say it all the time. You eat every day, so eat yes, every day. We have to feed our spirits, like you're saying, just like you your physical body needs nutrition, your spiritual self needs to be fed. You know, Jesus made this statement. He said, Give us this day our daily bread. I don't think that that just means, you know, the food that we're to eat. The Bible calls the scripture. The, the bread of life. Mm-hmm. That's what it's been called. Um, I believe that God has a word for you every day yep. out of scripture. So like you could ask me, and I'm going to tell you what mine is here at the end of this podcast, but every day God has something special that he wants to speak to you that will be life to you, bread to you, will help you throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So like go on an exploration. God's been waiting to deposit those things on the inside of you. Here's the second thing, and that is to pray. Some of you are thinking, come on, Chris. (laughs) You're telling me, how how do I get to know God? It's really this simple? Yeah. We make it so difficult. Yeah, we make it complicated. But if you think about the ways that you would get to know anybody, like any person in the beginning of a relationship— when you started like dating your spouse, what do you do? How do you get to know them? You spend time together. You talk. You share like what your day was like, what you're going through, what you're struggling with. It's conversation is how you get to know someone. And that's that's what prayer is. Like you said, we over like complicate it. Everything. And it's very simple. Okay. So let me be very honest with every one of you. Okay. There are times as a pastor, I struggle to pray more than five minutes. I mean, sometimes I get bored. My mind is wandering. I've got all kinds of, of you know things on my, my plate to do that day. And I have a difficult, there's times that I really struggle in that. So here's what I've learned. We, we need to get creative in how we pray. So Again, you were talking about this. Mm-hmm. What is prayer? It's simply talking to God. Yeah. Just talk to him. So, for example, I talk to people that have different styles of prayer. So some people um, I talk to for a long time. Some people I listen to for a long time. Some people uh, I have a, just a brief conversation with them. And sometimes there's others we just text back and forth. There's different levels of conversation that we have with people And I think that there's also that opportunity to have that same with God. So if you think creatively about talking to God, all of a sudden you can be more expressive outside of just, you know, 
I don't know, uh, folding your hands and kneeling beside your bed. And we've got to use some creativity. Now, the, the question is, do you ever want to fold your hands and kneel beside your bed? And the answer is very yes, possibly you, you may need to do that. Because posture kind of gets your heart ready and kneeling is a way to kind of humble yourself before God. So sometimes when you pray, you may want to, you know, have this very holy and reverent uh, approach in your posture as you, you approach God through prayer. Other times, it could be like a text conversation. Have you ever thought about it like that? No, but I'm enjoying that you're explaining it like that. I never thought about it, but so, I know what you mean. So uh, let me say it like this. If you're about to walk into a meeting and you might say, God, help me. Yeah. That's a text conversation. Yeah. Maybe you're about to share your faith with somebody and you say, God, give me the words to say. Yeah. I think it can be as quick as that. Sure, yeah. If Peter would have prayed a long prayer when he was when he was sinking in the in the uh in the water. In the water. <laughs> He'd have been dead. All he said is, help me. That's it. It's okay to say, uh, to bring a text, kind of a prayer to God. But at the same time, um, prayer can be longer. It can be an expression of worship, and it can be formal. Uh, Or it can be very short, like a a text, kind of a conversation, a conversational text with God. More, More importantly than any of this, just be aware of God's presence. So if you walk outside and you see an incredible sunrise, you might just want to stop and just give God credit for that and just say, God, man, you're awesome. You're, <laughs> you are showing off today. See, prayer is just as much of an awareness of the presence of God as it is conversation. So don't just speak, but also stop and listen. So true. Because God's talking. Question is, are we listening? Are we, yeah, are we hearing what he's saying? So again, look through prayer through the lens of, well, it's not just this time that I have in the morning with, with the Lord. But yeah. I was but it's throughout the day. You walk outside and you see you know, a, a, God's creation, or you yeah. walk into a meeting or whatever. Just it's praying without ceasing, right? Like that's what God says. Being aware of his All day. presence mm-hmm. and just say, God, thank you so much. And sometimes you might just want to even sing a little you know, line of a song or whatever, but really important. Here's the third thing that you can do to actually grow closer to God, and that is worship away from church. I like that. <laughs> Are you saying like when you're not in church worship? Yeah, I am. Okay. <laughs> yeah, worship away from church. Uh, in fact, Jesus said that the Father is seeking true worshipers. So what's worship? Well, we do it all the time when you, when you go to a concert or a sports game. I mean, we're going crazy. When you get so excited about something incredible that is oh. happening in your life or that is about to happen and you're like cheering and pumped, that's another way of seeing f- like how a, worship yeah. can be done. So let me give, let me, hey, everybody, listen to me. Listen, listen. I... Uh, what? What's that one little YouTube? Uh, listen, listen li- Linda. Listen, Linda. 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 Listen. Listen, Linda. Listen. Uh, what? Listen, everybody. What I want to do is I want to give you permission in whatever way you feel comfortable to express your love for God. 
It may be like the Bible says, you are lifting up holy hands. It may be shouting out to God, like, you know, God, I love you and I need you. Or you may want to express worship in a very private and quiet way. So I definitely want to watch, see you worshiping God in church. And you're going to also, though, want to worship God privately. So learn to worship away from church. So... It, it could be with music in your car while you're while you're driving, or in the shower. I love to turn on worship music when I'm taking a shower because you're. Yeah, you can do it any time, but it definitely should not only happen when you're at church. It has to be a part of your own private life that you're glorifying God, that you're thanking God, that you're honoring Him um, when you're not just with other believers. Worship away from church because worship is not something when we sing and express and all that. That's to be done just here. Yeah. Just corporately. It's also private, privately. Yeah. And maybe for some of you, you just need to go on a walk and you get into nature and you just say, God, thank you for all that, you, that you're doing right now. But find ways to worship God away from church. And as you do, you're going to begin to grow closer to God and he'll meet you there. Here's the fourth thing. Be actively involved in the church. So I just said worship away from the church. Yeah. And then be involved. And then also be actively involved in the church. And this is, listen, listen, Linda, listen. <laughs> if you do not know what he's talking about, you just have to watch. There's a YouTube video with a real cute little boy. Just type in, listen, Linda, on yeah. YouTube and you'll see it. All okay. right. Uh, but this, this, thir- this, this one here is so important. Be actively involved in the church. This is so important because the church really matters to God. Mm-hmm. Jesus is one day going to return for his church. Jesus said, I will build my church. So growing closer to to Jesus isn't just listening to this podcast or listening to a message that is preached on Sunday or just worshiping in your car. It's coming together with other believers to be united and to be strengthened together. And being a part of the church, like the body of Christ, being a part of it. We, you, I mean, you're not going to grow closer to God if you're not actively involved in the church. You can tweet that. You're, you're not going to. It's true. There, listen, there's something so powerful about praying, but there's something even more powerful about praying together. So there's something powerful about worshiping God, but there's something even more powerful about worshiping God together. together. Yeah. Like we're the family of God. The Bible calls us the body of Christ and the body of Christ is incomplete without you because you are a part of that body. Yeah. And so be involved. Be 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 involved. Like be here. Lift your voice. Man, we there there's something that happens. I've watched it happen in corporate settings where there's like a an atmosphere of faith. Yeah, there that, is. And people are getting healed that by themselves, they're just, they struggle a little bit with believing God, but then there's a corporate anointing that is here that all of a sudden miracles start happening. So true. There's so much power in coming together as the church, like the physical church and being a part of a body. And we're not saying this because we are trying to grow the Life Fellowship body. It's about the capital C church. Like if you don't connect 
here and you're not a part of our church, that doesn't matter to us. It's okay. Find a church that you can plug into, that you can have community in, that you can serve in and build that body, right? Be a part of it. There's a function that you have to play um, based on the gift that God's given you, the talent that you have that is actually missing when you're not there. We're missing it. So again, praying by yourself is powerful, but praying together corporately is even more, more powerful. powerful. Worshiping yeah. by yourself. And I think we all experienced that you know, during COVID when, when everything was shut down. Yeah. Uh, I remember the very, the, it, we, I think we were shut down for what, 12 weeks. It was in March and we opened up sometime mid-May. And we came back together, and here I am, the pastor of the church, mm. and I remember that very first worship um, mm-hmm. gathering that we had. And we would do these worship, uh, I would, I mean, the band would be out there. We, would, we were still we here, would, yeah, I recording. Was doing, I was recording it quarantine. live and going, yeah. everybody good to see you yeah, out there. Yeah, it was just a couple of us, you know? Just a couple. And the very first Sunday that everybody came together, I sat there in... We only launched with two services. Now we're to three. We're, we're believing God for a fourth one here in the days to come. Uh, we're actually even making some plans about that. But, and my staff doesn't know that all the way yet. Not all of them, but... We, <laughs> now so if do. you are staff and you're listening, you know that we're, we're coming here uh, with, with that. But the very first gathering that we had, I Back sat together. there and... And it wasn't this emotional thing like, oh, I'm so glad to have the body, you know, the the church back meeting again. The presence of God was so rich, so wonderful. Listen, if you, if you have not found a place to go to church, find one, be on the hunt. Mm-hmm. There's something powerful that happens. You'll grow closer to God. Here's the last thing, and that's this. I want to encourage you to use your gifts. Yeah, this is sort of... So what's so cool is that you are naturally good at some things. Yeah. So I might look at some things about you and think, man, how in the world do you get so good at that? And you might look at me and think, you know, how do you get so good at those things? Well, that's how God made us. So you care about certain things more than other people care about them. And the reason is, is because God gave you that heart to express those um those feelings, those gifts in areas where you can actually really make a difference. Mm-hmm. And what I want to encourage you to do is use your gifts in the church uh, and then use your gifts as the church. Can talk uh, a little bit looking, yeah, okay, so about what that means. Here's what it means. Somewhere in the church, serve. So serve in the kids' ministry, serve in the student ministry, serve on the guest experience team helping people feel welcome, serve by leading a life group, serve by giving, serve by, I don't, by, by teaching. Yeah. Or- Just serve in the church, but then also serve as the church. So in other words, recognize that you don't just go to church, but you are a follower of Jesus. You are the church. You have gifts to use in the world. So be a voice of encouragement to people in your office. Be, you, you have a voice of hope to those that are hopeless. You, you can help someone move into a new apartment because you're good at moving, or you can use your truck and, and use your strength. You can use your resources and give. And and when you give and you serve, you become more like Jesus. Jesus actually said that the greatest are those who serve. So uh, serve as the church, 
but then also serve in the church. Yeah, that's good. Now, does that make sense? It makes sense. What do you think about that? It's what we're called to do. Yeah. I think as believers, yeah, we don't even really, we shouldn't give ourselves the choice <laughs> because it's what Christ called us to do, be a part of the church, his body, and then he calls us to serve. So, hey, everybody, um, we're going to need to get into God's word. You want to grow? I'm telling you, this is the secret, and it doesn't happen accidentally. You're going to have to study God's word. Yeah, prioritize two, it. Yeah. You're going to need to pray. I mean, yeah, get in there. Spend time. Talk spend to him. Spend time with the Lord. No, number next, worship away from the church. Number number four, be actively involved in the church. And then lastly, I would just greatly encourage you to use your gifts. Everybody's got one. You have one. And when you do these five things, you're going to be closer to Jesus and, and you will be more... Listen, you're never more like him than when you're living a life that is making a difference in the world for the Lord, because you have now started to become a fully uh, devoted follower of Jesus Christ. It's true. And so put him into action today, everyone. Now, let me tell you this little thing that God spoke to my heart, and this might be a little encouragement to somebody. I was reading about the life of, of Jacob, and Jacob was the son of Abraham. He was a miracle um, his name actually means laughter because it says that Sarah laughed when she heard that God said, you're going to be pregnant. Yeah. He was a miracle baby. <laughs> I would too at 90, whatever, 100 years mm -hmm. old. Yeah, she was 90. Abraham She's was She's all lowered. For really? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> hey, <Good>. interesting enough, <clears throat> um, before I tell this, this little thing here, do you know, and I was telling this to the, uh, to the worship team the other morning, but the very first time that tears are mentioned in the Bible, first place, is when Abraham cried when his wife Sarah died. First place. <laughs> and what was so interesting to me is that um, there's no mention of tears when Adam and Eve fell. There's no <laughs> mention of tears when Noah's ark. And, but the very first place was when Abraham's wife Sarah died. Like he so loved her. And it was incredible to me that God had so blessed her. I mean, she was so classy. Even at age 80, there was a king that tried to take her and put her as a part of his Harlem at 80. Wow. Sarah, girl. What's <laughs> <laughs> up, Sarah? Uh, she was distinguished by the Lord, and the world took notice. Yeah, they sure did. But the they had a son. His name was Jacob. And after, you know, he was, it, it just says this, that there was a point in his life that he was going through this valley. And I think that we all go through valleys. We go through tough yeah. times. We go through the dry times. We go through times when it just, you're struggling, you're in the battle. And it was in the valley that he dug a well, and he struck water. And I was just so encouraged that, you know, if you are in the valley and you're going through difficulty all around, mm. that God has not forgotten you. He wants to, the Bible says he wants to bring you, he, he wants to bring you fresh water, rivers in dry places, fountains in yeah. the midst of the valleys. He wants to make the wilderness a pool of living water and the dry lands springs. And Jacob, so in the true. midst of the valley, 
in the midst of the, the most difficult time. He, he dug a well. He dug a well and he struck water. And I would just encourage you right now, wherever you're at, whatever you're walking through, dig a well. Start digging. And, and as, you, as you start doing that, God's going to provide a miracle in your life. And you're going you're gonna to be um, refreshed. We, we say yeah. it all the time that, you know, we all like, you know, the, the mountains. We love being on the mountaintop. But it's in the valley that we actually get to know the presence of God. It's in the valley that we know that God is there with us, that he has never left you. He's never abandoned you. He's never forsaken you. And so today, grow close to God and, and dig a well. Yeah, be encouraged. You, you know, you're, the Bible says in Psalm 23 that though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and I like to reference that verse because it gives you the picture of you're actually walking through the valley. You may feel that you're stuck in the valley, but with God's help, you're going to pass through it. It's not always going to be this way. You're not going to remain there forever. It's a season, and it's this season's going to pass. You're going to keep walking through it, and you'll come out of it. There's a there's a new season coming for you, so just keep one foot in front of the other with the Lord's just help. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Really? Just keep swimming. Really? Yeah. Don't give up. Don't give up. Amen. Well, hey, everybody, this is going to be a great day for you. I've been praying that God is going to make this day a day where his face shines greatly upon you with new opportunities all around. So you just need to know that we love you, and it's an honor to be able to speak into your life every single week. Yeah, we don't take it for it granted. Is. It's It really is an honor. And if today's uh, topic uh, podcast encouraged you, why don't you text your friends the link Share it out on social media and let some others be a part of this growing family. Well, hey, everybody from Tatum and I. Thanks for listening. God bless you all. Hope you have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.